1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
2: Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin city sports fans, hold on tight!
3: Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. This is the ride with Royce. We do, Patrick. We do have sound. I just don't have the uh, the proper button because I had to cover it
2: up for Manny oh. Hill's four deep thoughts from the weekend. That was, and uh, let's let's hear the sound.
1: All right, here is uh, sound from thought number one.
2: Okay, I feel better
3: than winning a championship. To be honest with you. I swear I do. I heard a lot of people tell me when I started writing, and they would ask me, what are you going to do when you retire? And I'd say, well, I want to be a writer. I want to be a storyteller. And I got a lot of, yeah, that's cute. That's cute. You'll be depressed when your career is over and you'll come back to playing. You know? And I got that a lot. And so to, to, to be here right now and to have like a, like a sense of validation, this is, this is crazy, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Kobe
1: Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant, the recently yes. retired Laker guard, uh, won an Oscar last night for yes. his short uh, five minute film.
2: I didn't even uh, know he'd done one. one. I didn't yeah, even know Yeah, I didn't he'd know it either.
1: One. But uh, I did get a chance to watch it. It's it's very cool. It's just a short little uh, five minute deal, and, and uh, it was pretty and, cool. So and oh, and What did nice he win
2: for? Short film?
1: Yes, uh, short film, feature, or something, and short. it
2: was about how much he loves basketball, or what was the? Uh... Yeah, it
1: was just kind of a you know like a thank you letter, you know, thank you to basketball for everything you've done for me and all that stuff. But it was well, it was it was cool. Nice the
3: Me deal. Too people were all over him though on social media. Yeah, they were, yeah, well, they were. Well, uh,
2: but he's got you know. a little, he's got a little blip there in his uh, background. But uh, you know, he they they had a uh, they went through the legal process and uh, nothing happened. So anyway. Yeah, so
1: I, but, so uh, uh, Kobe gets an Oscar, and uh, yeah, so that was uh, yeah, pretty pretty him. cool last
2: night. He needed something in his life, you know. He he hasn't had enough honors in his life, so he uh, <laughs> gets, gets himself an Oscar. So, and here is thought number two. But a lot of professional
1: athletes are worried about speaking out might hurt their career. Here is something that, that contradicts all of that. Me, <laughs> I've been saying whatever the hell I want for thirty years, <laughs> and I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hosting SNL for the fourth time for... Yeah. For no reason. I <laughs> Michael just wanted somebody to talk to about Black Panther. <laughs> so uh, Chuck uh, hosted SNL on Saturday. Was, oh, was, I missed it. Yeah, it was it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't great. There were a couple skits in there that were kind of cool. The first
3: time he hosted, that was one of the funniest skits when they did Donkey Basketball. Oh my God, I thought I was going <laughs> to die when he. I did didn't that realize.
1: Skit. I know he. I knew he had hosted it before. I didn't realize that this was the fourth time he had done it. Yeah. I thought maybe it had yeah. only been
3: like the second or third time. It was time, Charles Donkey Basketball Camp. It was <laughs> hilarious.
2: Now, did they have donkeys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, they actually would come to high school gyms all over the country and play donkey basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Really? Donkey ba- and they'd get three faculty members, uh, you know, three, four faculty members and three, four local guys, and they'd have a game of donkey basketball, and then you... Hope that the donkeys didn't defecate in the middle of the gym, you know. So, but, uh, but it was, you know, these poor donkeys, You felt sorry for the donkeys. I mean, this this was their life. Stopping in some high school, you know, getting moved around in these little pens, and then having to get out every day and walk up and down the gym, and and uh, you know, it was it was a hard life for the donkeys.
1: Yeah, so uh so Chuck uh, hosted SNL on Saturday. It was it was okay. There were there were a couple, there were a couple skits that were that were kind of funny, made me chuckle. But it 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 if I could grade it, I would say it could probably have been a little bit better. Just, I don't think it. In was other words, appearance.
2: it wasn't as good as your average episode on TNT right. of the uh, of the panel,
1: right? Right, because there was a little more, obviously it was scripted, there was a lot of things that were scripted they, they went off the cusp a little bit, but uh, yeah, it was, it was fine, it wasn't too bad okay. and here's uh, thought number three
4: Kids have a lot of options nowadays guys can transfer when they want 800 Division One players transferred last year, over 800 teach them how to quit that's what we're doing things not going well, let's quit, it is what it is Somebody need to tell them that hey, you made a commitment. Stick to it. But it doesn't happen that way. That's the way life is.
1: So that was Tubby Smith. That was Tubby uh, going. uh, Yes. Going off on the uh, transfer rule in the NCAA, and I just I kind of had a chuckle because Tubby. You were at Texas Tech for a couple of years and then you bolted for Memphis. And <laughs> yeah, now you're right. talking about commitment? Like, yeah. come on, come on, Tubby, come on. And I know that. Uh,
2: his... But he did have six kids transfer on him yes. after last season. And I think and that, After that's... his first year there, which uh, I don't know what they didn't. But, Tubby, it's amazing. He won over half his games this year having to slap that team together on the run this year. So, yeah, after so... all those guys left him. So, so
1: yeah, he's been doing a lot of transfers, which obviously I think had to do with sort of the little mini rant he had yesterday.
3: And and I know that his comments were met with a lot of criticism via social media and things of that nature, but there was a tiny bit of truth to what he said. Oh sure. Well- you well, know the, the way ready. that the athletes are being coddled. And I, so I, I did see kind of what where he was going with it. But yeah, he is kind of a hypocrite in that well, regard.
2: Well, get re- get ready because they uh, there's a very good chance in a couple of years it's you're going to be able to have one free transfer. You won't have to sit out of here. Ooh. Mm. Then instead of having 800 kids transfer, you'll have 2,000. And
3: we'll just call it free agency, not yeah it <laughs> transferring. Is.
2: I say it's a very good idea because then they can cheat twice. Yeah. Not just once, you know. <laughs> they can cheat in recruiting and pay these kids off twice, not just once. It's a hell of an idea. Another another stroke of genius from the NCAA. We got it all figured out, me and Larry Scott, by the way. Baseball. Uh you can uh you can turn pro out of high school? Or you got to wait two years. Baseball, you got to wait three. Pro in NB, in college, uh, they should change it to two year. uh, You know, sign out of high school or wait two years. All right, and uh, my fourth thought: there's no there's no sound to it, but uh, it's
1: just a little little shout out to my guy Trey Rogers in Hastings. I won the state championship on Saturday at 195 pounds. Finished off undefeated. 49-0 Forty nine and oh season Ooh. uh winning as a senior and uh he he got to the state to the uh state final last year and lost. Uh so he had a little bit of a redemption for Trey and he came back, had a uh he's a good athlete, played in the football team this year and, and uh did a lot of good things there. Jace Frederick did a nice little piece on him in the in the Pioneer Press on Saturday, if you want to check that out. So a little shout out to Trey Rogers for winning state as a senior. Uh, I
2: take it he's a brick outhouse, house.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. He's he a, looks uh, like
2: me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. He is a. Uh, he's a terrific athlete and really a, a really good you, kid too. So. I'll
3: piggyback on this, Manny, because I had two really good friends that were great wrestlers throughout high school. And it was always fun to go to the tournament mm-hmm. because whether it was the team or the individual, the effort on mm-hmm. all, it was incredible to yeah. watch these guys at the at the highest level compete. It was so much fun to go up there and watch that.
2: Here's the problem, though. If you're, Trey Rogers was 49-0, and 0, you said?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you're one of the guys, if it's the middle of January and you're wrestling and you're from Park Cottage Grove and you're wrestling Trey Rogers, there's no place to hide, baby. You cannot <laughs> stall. You cannot no. dribble out the clock. You nope, got no chance. There's nowhere to go, baby. All you can do is get wrapped up like a pretzel and hope he pins you in a hurry instead of... Picking you up and throwing you back down again. Make which, it uh, quick, please. Yes, yes, right. Yeah, I'll never forget my dear buddy in full. They had to take on a guy from Pipestone. Eight seconds. He was oh. the happiest guy oh. of all time. State champ went out there, picked him up, threw him on his back. Boom. po oh, okay. Thank you. Let's go have a beer. Right. All right. We'll uh, be back. Bob Harry. Uh, we'll talk about the great events of uh, the weekend where Phil Mickelson won at Mexico City. Bob Herrig, the golf columnist for ESPN.com, is with us. Hey, Bob, before we get into Phil, how about Justin Thomas on the 72nd hole the last two times out? He almost knocked it in and then ended up winning in a playoff the last time out, and then last yesterday he knocked it in. What's
0: going on? Pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah. incredible stuff. and uh um, you know, almost any other time that wins, right? I mean, uh, Phil needed to make two birdies coming in to tie him. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing that that shot is sort of going to be overlooked a little bit because Phil won, because it was incredible. He just don't hole out from 120 yards very often. And yet the very week before, he, he nearly did the same thing, um, and did win that tournament. So, um, it's been some pretty good stuff we've been seeing here lately.
2: He's as good as anybody right now, isn't he, Justin Thomas?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's uh, he's not moved to second in the world, and it's probably more in tune with where he should have been, um, you know, because he, he did win the last major. Um, he's won, uh, since he won that major, PGA uh, Championship, he's won three times, uh, including twice in this season, um, once in the fall and once now in the spring. And uh, you know he's had some high finishes too, so um, uh, it's setting up real nice for, uh, for for an interesting year in golf.
2: He, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. He doesn't quite leave his feet like he used to do. when he was a scrawny twenty year old man alive. He took the hardest whack I ever saw. Now he he certainly still does, but it doesn't seem quite as vicious as it used to be.
0: Yeah, I still don't know how he does it, though. I mean, he's still—he's he, a 24-year-old scrawny guy now. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, he—he he can't weigh more than 150 pounds.
2: That's what everybody
0: says. Uh, and you know, he's slight. He's not real tall. I mean, you know, he's not short, but he's—but man, he gets it out there. He launches a thing, and uh you know, there's a lot of talk in the game today about the ball going too far and and all that, but. Um, you know, he is a combination of, of, of equipment and the ball and good fitness and good hand-eye coordination and matching all those things up because, uh, you know, that's certainly not pure brawn and strength that's getting the ball out there. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's got some other things helping him out there, some, some pretty good technique, obviously, to, uh, to get the ball those distances.
2: Hey, our guy Hollis Gabner up here with Pro Links has had a lot to do with helping put that thing together after they were leaving uh, Trump and they found Mexico City. It has worked out extremely well there from, uh, from the looks of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always been this talk that the World Golf events needed to move around the world because three of the four were in the U.S. And now you've got um, two of the four uh, outside of the U S one, this one being in Mexico. And, um, you know, it's some people aren't happy about it, but, but I think they've had two really good tournaments there at a unique golf course, uh, in a very, very, you know, eclectic city. That's huge population wise and sort of a growing golf market. And that's, you know, part of one of their mandates, one of the things they were after, you know, is, is trying to do something like that. And, uh, I think it's come off quite well. I you know, that a that that golf course is played at such a high elevation that it that it's rendered to be much shorter than than the actual distance on the card. And what 16 under par was the winning score? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean that's that's not, you know, we we've seen plenty of tournaments, we have plenty of tournaments where it's 18, 22, 24 under. So even though it's really short, I mean with with with, ele- with the with the elevation and And you take off the percentage for for how much farther the ball travels, it's really a course it's playing sixty two sixty three hundred 6, yards. I mean that's what we play, isn't it i mean that, yeah. and, and, and you know i mean for so for a pro to play a course uh, that that length and to not absolutely annihilate it, you know says something about it I think it's um i i think it, it also proves that there's other ways. Uh, around it uh, in the game than just adding length, you know, tons of yardage to make it uh, so that these guys have a challenge.
2: Hey, uh, so tell me about Phil. What is going on here? The way he's been hitting the ball the last what month and a half here? It's
0: amazing. Yeah, he's finally got it to come together. I mean, Phil's been tinkering and and plotting and trying to figure it out here in the last few years, and and I think you have to admire it. I, I mean. He doesn't need to prove anything at this point. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's got five majors. He's at a point in his career where he could just sit back and 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 you know tee it up and not work at it as hard, and nobody would nobody would be bothered by it. But he's you know he he doesn't want to give in to the age factor, and he's he's beating guys half his age. Uh, he's had six uh, four straight top six finishes now. Uh, you know he's put himself squarely in the mix for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Just you know, a lot, a lot to admire. I think uh, you know to keep persevering this way. And you know, who would be surprised if he wouldn't contend at the Masters in the U.S. Open this year? I mean, there, uh, n- nobody's sitting there thinking, "Well, you know, he's forty-seven and he's not going to be able to do that anymore." I think he's just proven here over this last stretch of time that there's there's plenty left.
2: Yeah, and it's uh, you know, you'd never. I guess he's more driven than I ever gave him credit for because it wasn't like he's this prime physical specimen for most of his career but man there's something that i think you know what i think it is talent i think he's he's got as much talent as anybody who's ever played don't you
0: no question he's got a lot of talent and uh he is he's worked to refine it and he struggled with certain things in his game here in the last couple years and he's tried to figure that out and yeah obviously i i'm yeah i'm guessing that i think his, his short putting has improved he's figured something out in there uh he's, he's still not hitting enough fairways frankly and puts himself in some precarious positions probably too often but uh but yet he's also um you know he he's also recognizing his flaws and trying to address them and i think it's uh, i think it's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, it is uh, It is amazing. And uh, he's uh, been with the old magic around the greens lately, uh, hitting those little approach shots and uh, those little flops and everything, man. You would think with a 47-year-old, the thing that leaves a lot is nerves, and he, that doesn't seem to be an issue with him.
0: I mean, the one thing that's sort of been an issue with Phil over the last few years, it seems like theres he's had a hard time putting four good rounds together. Yes, you know, he, he he's not been able... He, he's had the one bad round, or, or he didn't turn the one bad round into just an okay round, so he's not out of the tournament. And uh, he's actually just talked a little bit about focus issues, and he's been a little bit, you know, he's just not, not exactly real, real informative on what that was. But he has he talked about that a few times. He actually went to see a doctor about it. So I don't know if it's a medication thing, if they're if there were, you know, there were some psychological things he was trying to get over the hurdle of, but I mean, he was, last year he missed the, you know, he missed the cut at the Open in the PGA Championship, and uh, uh it was the first time in like 20 years he had missed a cut in consecutive majors, and he he talked about focus issues, and and since that time he figured something out, and and he's not been real forthcoming on exactly what it is, I'm not saying he needs to be, but we don't know the exact details, but clearly something is different and he's figured out a way and and, and, you know these last several events you know he's kind of been right there you know he's 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 had a chance uh uh you know and 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 he got over the hurdle of 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 any kind of a bad stretch of play here in mexico uh you know he he had fallen behind on the back nine and yet he made it up and then uh you know hit the great shot in there in, in the playoff to uh you know, to really put the pressure on Justin Thomas, and, uh, and and Justin Thomas is the one who blinked first.
2: Yeah, a uh, Bob Herrig is with us. Boy, uh, the fact he's going to play Valspar uh, up in Tampa, which I don't know, has Tiger ever played that one, and, and, then, another, and then play Bay Hill back-to-back, uh, he's getting serious about this comeback, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's good to see. I mean, Tigers talked a lot in this in the early stages about I need more rounds. I need more competitive rounds. I can't duplicate it at home. Well, then, what would be the worst thing to do is to not add tournaments, right? I mean, if he didn't add the Valspar, he'd, he'd be looking at playing just one more time before the Masters. And, and, and what if he misses the cut? Then it's only two rounds in five weeks leading up to the Masters. Uh, you know, there's only so much you can get accomplished at home. Uh and and obviously he's got he's he's uh he's kind of you know, put himself way behind these other guys who've been practicing and playing, you know, for months on end. He he wasn't able to really hit a full shot until October. You know, uh, and so uh, after being out for six months. So good for him to add a tournament it's out of his comfort zone a little bit, he's never played the event. Um I think it's a good golf course for him. Uh I think it's 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 one that doesn't require a lot of drivers and one that can give him some uh you know you know give give him some options and uh and and being inside the ropes and competing and and going through those those issues of warming up and playing and walking and and hitting the shots under pressure and scorecard and waiting and all the things you have to do in a regular tournament round of golf is really good for them at this point. I think, I think it's more important than the results, really. Um, just going through that and getting used to it again.
2: Uh, uh, Bob, they're going to be able to put together about four groups on opening day at uh, Augusta that are going to have uh, people going crazy around there. You won't know which one to follow. You have Tiger in one and Phil in one and uh, Dustin in one and Justin Thomas and one. That's gonna, that should be quite an Augusta shootout.
0: Absolutely, I think it's setting up quite nice for that. Uh, Got a lot of great storylines, a lot of big names that are that are playing well, or that we expect to play well. And I think it's great, great for the game. It's good to have Tiger and Phil in the mix, and uh, you know, I think it just only enhances things.
2: Hey, uh, Bob, thanks for your time, and we'll talk to you again next month.
0: Sounds great. Talk okay, to you later, Patrick. As we, as, uh, as
2: Augusta approaches, we hope to get Bob on. Bob Herrig, uh, golf columnist for ESPN.com. Phil Mickelson, even the galleries in Mexico City were pulling for Phil yesterday. And he uh, won his first tournament since 2013. That's a long wait. We shall return this is a Ride with Racing. Here's an update from Technology Corner (laughs) featuring Ricey and Suture. Never update your telephone, even by accident. (laughs) They put you through these 18 steps of crap that you don't care about and uses up your whole juice that you have in your phone.
1: And your phone has to, like, restart about 18 times. Oh, 12
2: times, and now I got... full bar and by the time these jackasses got done with it <laughs> you're down to about 30 percent. Like, i got nothing i got eight percent left i gotta you know god just leave me alone i accidentally <laughs> hit yes because every time i turn it on they want me to update and i say no never and they and then uh, the damn thing, uh, I accidentally hit it, and there it went. There was no stopping it.
3: Coming soon to Podcast One, <laughs> Joe and Pat with technology, technology Corner.
2: Technology Corner. Yes. Sorry. Yes. What was that? No,
3: I was going to play it. That sounded like Dick Bremer. No, it was the our voice guy. When? I, I hit the wrong oh. button. I was oh, trying to hit. Okay. It combines class-winning, you know, technology and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, we can get
2: him as the host. I'm him? telling you, uh, Chevrolet missed the boat,
3: not making yes. this guy an international oh, superstar. Yeah.
2: They did. Johnny Height, Uh, what do you got there for a sports update?
4: Thanks, Patrick. This update is sponsored by Concordia University Online Learning. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Uh, twins lost to the Phillies 4-3 to this afternoon. Whoa. Feels weird talking about baseball, Patrick, when we look out our oh window here and you can't see 100 feet. Is it,
2: uh, I think Mrs. Ricey got, uh, the plane took off, though, so she beat uh, the... Uh, she
3: the did South it Farm. just in time, yeah. then, because it's, it's coming down little, like mad right now. Winds said are blowing.
2: The, she said the plane was leaving on time, and it was 3.55, so... Go Go ahead.
4: Uh, Kyle Gibson started today. He went three innings, gave up two hits, one run. Uh, Young pitchers Fernando Romero and Steven Gonsalves with a scoreless inning each. In
2: fact, Romero struck out the side.
4: uh, I was just going to say that. Yeah, Romero struck out the side. Uh, Twins play Baltimore
3: tomorrow. It combines class-winning (laughs) and leading um, technology and stuff with uh, Wi-Fi powered by OnStar. The best part of that (laughs) entire interaction was Bud Selig looking around the room going, what in the hell is this Bud, guy doing? But well, yeah,
2: but did he? Bud didn't proudly didn't own a cell phone. He's the commissioner of baseball, and he didn't own a cell phone. You know, it's
3: after Game Seven of the World Series, and you know, Gary got all liquored up. We got to bring in Rick, you know,
1: from middle management to take the ba-
3: <laughs>
4: Just listening to that guy makes me sweat. Oh, you know what I mean? He's so, so great. Which World Series
3: was it? It was Royal, it. With the one that the Giants beat the, Can- the Kansas the City Royals. in Game Seven, two thousand four. Because Bumgarner was standing up there holding the trophy, going, uh, "This guy's making everything awkward right now." <laughs> 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 oh, that was great. Uh, the Wild have lost forward Luke Koonen for the
4: rest oh, of the this season. Is
2: sad news, Johnny.
4: He suffered a torn ACL in that one over Detroit yesterday. Oof. He will have surgery to repair the knee. They expect him to be back in about seven how, months. How
2: did this occur? gentlemen, I did not see it.
4: All I read, I didn't see the game, but all I read was that uh, he he had a lower body injury. It looked like, and he limped off. Did we the have ice. a
2: collision or that a bad step or what? We don't know.
4: Don't okay. know. Wild well, play Carolina tomorrow at the Excel Energy Center.
1: I'm surprised they even let it be known that it was a
2: torn ACL, Johnny. You know? <laughs> Maybe somebody found out.
1: Oh.
4: After the weekend off, the Wolves resumed practice today. Uh, lots to talk about uh, Tom Thibodeau arguing with Jazz forward Jake Crowder on Friday. <laughs> I love the shots of that on YouTube where you could yes. just
1: read everything he was saying. Yes, yep. yes, quite the colorful language that Tibby mm-hmm. was using.
4: Yeah. Also, Carl Anthony Towns suffered the first ejection of his career, and Jeff Teague followed Ricky uh, Rubio. I around. don't
2: care how many times he'd complained; it was a very mild complaint. It was he turned. It was ridiculous. He said, he said something and turned around and ran up the floor. What a Thin-skinned jackass. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for editing that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was halfway out, but I stopped
4: it. Zimino said his back and forth with Crowder was just two competitors in the heat of the moment. Uh, Towns said that he has to know better than argue while already no, having one don't. one technical. And Teague thought uh, Rubio embellished the foul. <laughs> that was the best part. Uh, said he's surprised that uh, Rubio reacted the way he did.
2: I wonder if uh, Teague's going to get a game. Do you think he'll get a game for that shot? It, it basically just ran down and blocked him because he was mad because they didn't get a call on the other end, right? Pretty he much. got hacked on the other end, and <laughs> then he went back and tackled them. So.
4: The Wolves return to action Thursday at the Target Center versus Boston. Uh, there are currently... In fifth, uh, the Wolves are in fifth place in the Western Conference. With teams seated three through ten, all within four games of each other, mm-hmm. in the loss column. Teams three through nine are all within two games of each other in the loss column. So,
1: uh, and Denver had a big win in Cleveland on Saturday Ooh. night. So the Wolves uh, better be really, really careful because that mm-hmm. was if you're if you got Denver chasing you, that was a game that you would hope that they would lose, and they went in there and won. So.
4: Uh, you heard Minnesota United open their season this weekend right here on this very station. They were defeated by San Jose three to two. Uh,
2: we next, fought up- back gamely. What does uh, what does uh, Judd call the uh, Wild the furious rallies? That no, what don't, is don't. Call it? You're making the
3: mistake of us listening to Judd.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Furious Rallies, I think he oh, calls okay. them. Uh, and I, the United, they, we had a Furious Rally. We did, yes. We were down 3-0 and came mm-hmm. with a
1: 3-2. I just want to know what Judd Bot had to say about that. Right. That's all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next, up. I was when I saw they were down one to nothing. I was praying for a wild defeat. Because they are going to make the playoffs anyway. Just so Judd could be nuts for four hours today on the radio, but they came back and won.
4: So. Next up, Minnesota United at Orlando. Of course, you'll hear that here. Pre-match at six o'clock Saturday night. The game. So, adds... John, you yes. mean
2: I could get in my convertible mm-hmm. and drive to Orlando and see that game?
4: That's correct. If you'd like I'm to, I'm only three hours
2: away. You, know. you could give us a live, uh,
4: live correspondence. Yes, six thirty gets there. underway our time. So uh, that'd be what seven. Why do you guys have to be so mean to Judd anyway? I, I don't get this. My, he makes it so easy. Am I the only person that respects and loves Judd Zellget? <laughs> Quit smiling. No, we I all. am seriously.
2: Really, we all love him. Yeah. The respect part, I'm not so sure. I, I
4: ain't gonna go that far. I hang when he's talking hockey. I hang on his every word, every, and every I'm serious.
2: In, you hang on his every invective. Huh? Yes, it's awesome.
4: Judd speaks for me when he talks hockey. <laughs> I love him. You guys do have the same wild look on occasion.
2: Wild look in the eyes. Johnny, that's all we need out of you, Thank you. right now, sir. Hey, when you let's give him the hockey parent for the state tournament at 5.30. Can do that, They yes. missed him. Okay, thank you.
0: It's only able to regroup. Then it's poked away by Burke, who takes over. Pushes it up ahead to McGregor. Holy Cross coming down with a three on two. McGregor from the right side. Centering feet. Oh, my Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Yes! Oh,
4: oh, Yes! Thomas, yes!
1: Off of the rebound, oh, puts it past oh, cow oh, yes! and Holy uh, Cross has knocked off the Minnesota Golden uh, Gophers. Uh, Are you kidding uh, me?
3: Are you kidding uh, me? Uh, uh, yes! Oh my goodness. We're not going home yet, baby! Just 53 seconds into uh, overtime! Uh, and the Holy Cross Crusaders are mobbing Tyler McGregor and Tony Casada. It's the second chance. It's the second effort. And it goes in. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Yes, I do!
2: Happy anniversary, Patrick. Ah, uh, was it today the day? Uh, I no, believe not, it was not like not March necessary. 24th. but Yeah, no, no, not the day. It seems but, uh, fitting,
3: though, given the collapse yes, the Gophers but, had. Yes,
2: well, uh, that is the Holy Cross game, and one of my uh, most disgusting moments as a journalist. Uh, <laughs> I was at the Metrodome that day for the uh, NCAA regional, and uh, uh, and the you know the I think it was the game was being played like at five in the afternoon. Yes, or yes, it was right, wasn't it? And uh, and uh, I everything <laughs> every all these people would say, "Hey, Ricey, did you get the Gopher score?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I got the Gopher score. Uh, Gophers three Holy Christ, four! <laughs> <laughs> and they'd go, what? What? And then they'd get mad at me. Hey, what the heck? I had to have a little fun with that one. Anyway, uh, after this weekend, I have one question. What would we be at the University of Minnesota Athletic Department if we didn't have women? God, no kidding. If we didn't have women, the women's hockey team with their Backs to the wall because they didn't, you know, they're not quite as good as they have been. They're missing a couple of players, uh, uh, you know, and they 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 have not been dominant this year. So they're playing at Wisconsin, the powerhouse team, this weekend, and they need to win to make the the uh, tournament. And they beat them, and they beat them. And meanwhile, the Gopher. Hockey team needing to win to make sh- the men's team need to make sure they're going to advance to the NCAA tournament. Now, because of the stupid pairwise, they still have a chance. Get swept again at Penn State. Four straight, straight losses. So Penn-, Penn State started playing hockey. About the same time Jerry Sandusky got arrested, right? Basically. I mean, basically those two things happened. They've been playing hockey for five years, and they swept the Gophers in two straight series, four straight games. Gave it, got to scored 21 goals. And then the uh, women's basketball team will be going to the NCAA tournament while the men are uh, didn't even... They were 14 and 4 and they didn't make the NIT.
3: Pat, they didn't make it to March.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. They were 4 they hours
3: away from even making they were it to four March. 4 hours
2: from March. That's true. So, and then in the in the fall, what do you got? You got go for football. 2 and 7 in the Big 10. And you got the volleyball team. That's a national powerhouse that was briefly rated number one this year mm-hmm. now they were a little overrated because they were young so uh i mean if we didn't have women athletes at the university of minnesota you might as well fold up the program right yes Un uh unbelievable this hockey thing is uh is incredible. Here's gotta... what.
3: Here's the uh, my my piping hot gopher hockey take because I watched a fair amount of the game on Saturday against Penn State because I knew they had lost Friday. I'm like, well, they'll, they'll they'll come out with some desperation here. We'll see some you know these these highly talented players. If it hadn't been for Middlestead with the Gophers, they would have been blown out six to nothing because he's mm. the only reason that that they were still in the game because that kid gives effort every time he's on the ice. But the rest of them just played like complete dogs. They should be embarrassed.
2: Here's what's amazing. To when you when you think about, okay, you lost four straight to Penn State. How about this? Back in the mid '80s, when Herbie Brooks said, "Let's have hockey at St. Cloud," and then what? Five, six, seven years later, Mankato said, "Yeah, eh, let's have." That the seems like a good hockey. idea. Yeah, yeah, let's have our Gophers, pride on ice, taking their pick of when uh, Troy Judding was the coach at. Mankato State, and this is like he's been there fifteen years in the mid middle of the last decade. I went down and talked to him. He said he had never offered a player that the Gophers offered that he got. Never in fifteen really? years had wow. he ever. Now David Backus went and played for him because the Gophers did not offer him right, mm-hmm. and he's had some good players, but he had never offered a player that the Gophers. Also, are for offered and didn't get. And now, St. Cloud's rated the one, and Mankato's rated three, and the Gophers are rated fourteen, and we don't know how they're rated fourteen. How did this happen? I don't how know. How did this possibly happen?
3: They, they, they just—they have a lot of skill, and I know you we were going to get the the grit comparison, but they have zero toughness. Zero toughness. And that well, you, you need the that to that win. kid that was having
2: the brawl a couple of days ago played there in 2016. So yeah, that's 2015, true. 2015, 16. I don't know.
3: But it's I it is know. it's probably a good time for a change. I know the Don has had some success with the U, but it's just you you need that. You can't keep going at it status quo because they just don't have it anymore. They just they lack pizzazz. They really do. Uh, well, anyhow, is it Matsko's job to God. lose? Do you think?
2: Well, I think they'll call him, but uh, if they, give, you know, if they want to make him, there's no way St. Cloud can win a bidding contest with the Gophers, but who knows? They, they got the alums out there who want to hire an ex-Gopher to Scott Bell or Patolny or somebody like that. So, who knows? Uh, I got a hunch, Coyle to do whatever's cheapest. Yeah, because we want to save all our money to uh, try to pay off the 170 million uh, dollar and- facility, so we can keep saying it's a profitable. To grow, you must fail. We know that, yes. P.J. Yes. We know. Well, okay. And and
1: the thing, too, is whoever, I mean, if they do decide to make a change, whoever takes over is, I mean, they're going to have their hands full because, you know, Mankato and St. Cloud and all that, they're not going anywhere.
2: Well, and uh, if Mankato can get out of that conference, their WCHA, and get into the NCHC, they're just going to get better, yep. which I think is a somewhat of a possibility. But uh, anyway... Uh, Thank God for women's athletics no at the kidder. University of Minnesota. Else, It would really be, have been, to this point, an embarrassing year. We'll be back.
3: Matt,
4: please, we'll be on the air. And now,
3: this day in history, Patrick.
2: I encourage the players to treat the union as their union not my union not anybody else's union it was their union it was there for them they were the union the secret
1: of of, uh, of the success of the major league baseball players union you know
2: the solidarity of that membership through the years i don't know of another union with a record like that That is Marvin Miller, and on this day in 1966, he was elected executive director of uh, the Major League Baseball Players Association, which has basically been powerless through its attempts to uh, uh, get some form of uh, free movement in Major League Baseball. It took a full decade for Marvin Miller, one of the smartest guys in America, to finally win free agency. What's amazing is the two guys that led... The uh, campaign to hire him were Robin Roberts, a uh, future Hall of Fame pitcher, but Jim Bunning, who became became a right-wing senator, was one of the guys who helped uh, get the union rolling with Marvin Miller. We'll be back.